Hi, this is your friendly neighbor superhero, Spider-Man, and it's time for some B-rolling over. <laughs> What's up, everyone? This is Nathan for some B-rolling over. And I just saw a wonderful anime movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This is a absolutely amazing movie and is especially with its spectacular slick and unique animation that make that looks similar to a comic book. This movie is great. Wonderful. The the characters are great. Miles Morales Spider-Woman, Spider-Noir, each Spider-Man from each different alternate universe have their moments, and it's wonderful. It's great to see the familiar ones that I remember, especially from from the video game Web of Shadows and Shattered Dimensions. It was just refreshing to see some of these characters finally be on the big screen and getting to see some new ones that I never thought I wanted to see. But now that I see them on the screen, I'm looking forward to seeing more of them, hopefully in in the next Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Especially Spider-Man 2099. But I will talk a little bit more in the spoilers. So, Miles Morales, he starts in this new school. He's not really getting along. And then he comes up. He has some family. He has an uncle. And he gets into some bad stuff. He spray paints. And then he gets bite by a spider. And, well, the rest goes from there and turns into Spider-Man. But this is a different kind of Spider-Man because he has electric. He could shock people. And he also can turn invisible, which is awesome. Now, here comes the spoiler. The Peter Parker in this universe actually dies. And there's a re and is voiced, I do believe, by Chris Pine. So unfortunately, Peter Parker dies in a scuffle by trying to stop this machine that would cut into dimensions and get into different multiverses. Different universes. And and this was by Kingpin, and also this Olivia lady, which you find out later on, spoilers, that this is actually Olivia Octavius, the Dr. Oc, the Dr. Oc, the Dr. Octopus, in that universe. And of course you see the Green Goblin fighting off, the original Peter Parker. And then later on, you have the Scorpion. And 
And then you find out that the uncle Miles Morales is actually this villain called, I do believe, was called the Prowler. And yeah, yeah. So it it it's really sad that the original Peter Parker dies. But of course, when Miles Morales arrives at Peter Parker's grave, he finds another Spider-Man from a different universe where everything fell apart in his life. Uh, he wasn't interested in kids. Uh, Mary Jane Mary Jane and him got divorced. Gained a lot of weight. And even learned about that Seahorses mate for life. So, the original Peter Parker was going to find a way to train Miles Morales because Miles Morales eventually has the same spider powers as Spider-Man. But, since that Peter Parker is dead, this Peter... B. Parker, that is, that comes from a different universe, gets into... gets into Miles Morales' universe, and so he doesn't want to even train Miles Morales, but he has this, uh... They call it a goober, but it looks more like a flash drive to me. This gizmo that could help not only get Peter B. Parker returning back to his own dimension, but also to find a way to destroy the machine as well. And along the way, we see more and more, and they even make some jokes of showing the different origin stories of each Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, Spider-Noir, uh, even Penny Parker from... That has a spider and a robot, which I think her father designed and made. And so that kind of keeps the memory of her father alive. So she does the best she can to take care of that robot. And almost it has different animation styles. You have noir, you have anime, you have, you have the comic book style. And each, it just slick. Well done animation. This movie is great. It's just a darn shame. Okay, I'll get more into that. Sorry, didn't mean to jump to vote. So, we find out that there's a reason why Kingpin is making this machine. It's because he lost his family. Kingpin wants his family back. That's the reason why he's making the machine in the first place. But of course, I, I find it an interesting take that they don't have any of the Spider-Man, any of the Spider-Man characters never finding out the real reason why Kingpin. It's left to the audience. We know the real reason why he 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 wants this machine working. He wants to bring his family back. He wants his family, he wants his wife, he wants his kid back because there's an unfortunate backstory of Kingpin was fighting with Spider-Man 
his wife and his kid were there, and they saw it, and they saw a whole different uh, kingpin, and he just wanted to let them know that he loves and cares for them, and that he this is not the type of person he is. A villain. But, as I said, the spider... So that that's an interesting uh, story direction. Don't have any of the spider... Spider... Spider-Man characters find out the real reason why Kingpin has this machine. Which I have to say is pretty bold, because I think we would have gotten a little bit more of just... It would have been interesting to see a difficult scenario of do you still want to destroy the machine after finding out, yes, he's a villain, and he will end up warping time and rip and cut and cut and ripple time and space itself. But he just wants to see his family again. He wants to see his wife and kid and just wants to assure him that he loves and cares for them and that that what they saw of him beating up Spider-Man, that's not the type of person he is. And there's a reason why, so there's a reason why Kingpin doesn't like Spider-Man. Because he thinks if it wasn't for Spider-Man, he would still not only have his family, but also he wouldn't be this bad of a guy. That's according to Kingpin's point of view. Which is not really the case if you get really deep into comic book, comic book lore. And there's a female character that Miles Morales meets, and you later on eventually find out that she is. Some people say Spider Woman. I like to call her Spider Gwen. Okay, she is Spider Woman. But Spider-Gwen. You know, the alternate dimension of Gwen Stacy eventually becomes Spider-Woman because she eventually lost the friend of Peter Parker. Peter Parker died. And so Gwen Stacy vowed that she would never, from that dimension, vow not to have friends. Vowed not to make any friends. The development of... I enjoy the fact of showing Miles Morales uh, struggling with his spider powers, which is more realistic. And some in the comedy, especially him trying to jump off of a skyscraper and realizing, you know what, this is kind of ridiculous, jumping off from this really high tower of a skyscraper. I'm just going to go back down and try, you know, jumping from an apartment building and trying to swing and work on my web swinging. So this movie, I definitely recommend people check out this movie. Please do yourself a favor. If you're a fan of superheroes, if you're a fan of Spider-Man, if you are a fan of animation, please do yourself a favor and go see this movie and support this movie. And hopefully if there's enough in the domestic box office for 
Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2, we get to see Superman, the Japanese Spider-Man. We shall see. Everybody has talked positively about this movie. And there is a great reason. This has a great story. This has great characters. This is just an overall great movie. I am looking forward to getting the Blu-ray and digital, digital copy and see how they made this animation for behind the scenes. I'm looking forward to watching that. And that will also mean I need to get a Blu-ray player or an Xbox One. One or the other. Whichever is less pricier. <laughs> but the sad parts, the tragic parts, just really hit on home. The comedy just hits you right in the gut. And same with the emotions of these characters. Especially when it seemed that Miles Morales wouldn't even be part of helping out gain his new friends back home to their own dimensions. And you can feel because they are in a different dimension. If they are not in their own dimension, they spaz out into different... Their atoms don't add up. They spaz out. And they could even die in this... In this... In this dimension, because they are not part of that universe. They need to get back to their own universe, otherwise they're going to die. So you can feel the suspense and and the hecticness of trying to manage at the same time the balance on Miles Morales trying to master his, his newfound powers of of being Spider-Man, and at the same time trying to help his new friends, which I really enjoy. Which I really enjoy. With that. So. This great movie. This really great anime movie. I think. I should give this movie. I rarely give a movie. This kind of rating. But in this case. Five spiders. Out of five spiders. I give this movie. And this is the best movie. I saw from. That was made in 2018. My goodness. And what a great way for me to start my 2019. I really am glad that I went and saw this movie. I, I can't give it enough praise. Great job, especially with the voice acting. Great animation. And now let me get to the sad fact. This movie might win Best MA Feature for the Golden Globes, but unfortunately, I do not see this win Best MA Feature for the Oscars. Why? Because the Oscars don't really, really care about Best MA Feature. They could care less half the time. They don't even want to vote or even watch any of the anime movies, which is a darn shame because 2018 had a pretty good year for anime features. I can see this contending between The Incredibles 2 and Isle of Dogs, but here's the thing. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was made by Sony Pictures 
animation. And it's unfortunate because I think this is the closest we're going to get to see Sony Pictures Animation winning an Oscar. You heard that right. After 2017's Emoji Movie, this same studio that made that movie, this is the closest we're going to get. Sony Pictures Animation, a best animated feature. Which, as I said, is a darn shame. But most likely, the Oscars will either give it to Incredibles 2, because Pixar is a very familiar name, or to Isle of Dogs, because, well, it's a Wes Anderson feature. But definitely, I can see this rolling a lot of Annie Awards. The Annie Awards is a animation-related awards for movies and television of animation. Especially, I can see an honorary award to the to the Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse animators of their slick and unique animation style of making it look similar to a comic book. So let me give you a heads up with the credits and the after credits. I mean, I mean the after credits. Yes. So there's this little touching. Oh, and just a heads up. Spoiler. Stan Lee does make a cameo in in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse in the movie. I'm not gonna tell you when, but but he's in there. So look out for him in this movie if you haven't seen the movie yet. So the after credits, you get a touchy, a touchy quote from Stan Lee, and even honoring both Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. And then you have after the after credits, you have. One of my favorite Spider-Man creations other than Spider-Man himself, but Spider-Man 2099, and he actually goes back in 1967, and they even use that Spider-Man meme, and it's actually really funny. And now, that you know about my opinion on Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, please, I do appreciate everybody coming in and listening to Be Rolling Over, but we're not over yet. I will explain to you why I would have been probably the worst Spider-Man ever. If I was bitten by a spider with those powers. Number one, I'm terrified of heights. Number two, I would need to put on my glasses and I would easily probably lose my glasses and probably would end up in demise faster than any other Spider-Man. <laughs> and... Number three, I'm not very acrobatic. 
I'm not that flexible of doing all those spins and twists and turns. <laughs> so that's why I would probably make a lousy Spider-Man. But I would enjoy helping out people. It's just... <laughs> it's just I wouldn't be able to help out faster than the other Spider-Man. So... Also, I just want to say one more thing. Can I talk about the... I would like to talk about the NFL playoffs because, my goodness, this has been crazy. The Indianapolis Colts beating the Houston Texans 21-7. to and, and what was that? You lose the Seattle Seahawks losing their kicker, and so they had to rely on two-point conversion and having to have their punter do a drop kick drop onside kick as the most anticlimactic way of of the Cowboys winning their first playoff game in a long time 24-22 oh but it even gets crazier the L.A. Chargers had a 23-3 lead into the fourth quarter. Then Lamar Jackson decides, hey, this is the playoffs, right? Helps the, helps the Baltimore Ravens score two touchdowns with two touchdown passes. And the Chargers are just lucky that they didn't blow that lead. They came close to it. But they won 23-17. And then the Eagles and the Bears. My goodness, the Eagles and the Bears. I'll just skip right to 10 seconds of the fourth quarter. Oh, Cody Parkey. Oh. Oh, man. No wind. No wind on his field goal attempt. The Eagles had one timeout left. They called a timeout. Cody Parkey kicked it. And he made it through, but it didn't count. Now, Cody Parkey missed 10 field goals during the season. And wouldn't you know it, on a 43-yarder, he kicks the field goal. Not only it goes off the left upright post, it bounces off the left upright post and then bounces on the crossbar. And it doesn't go through. And the Eagles are still alive in the playoffs for defending their Super Bowl title. My goodness, 16 to 15. We're going to have some interesting divisional playoff games. I mean, Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers. Tom Brady is 7-0 against Phillip Rivers. So, but there's a first time for everything. I really hope that the Chargers win. I really want Phillip Rivers to come really close and hopefully finally win that darn Super Bowl. Especially the Chargers. That's a difficult task, especially being in Foxborough, but lately, 
The LA Chargers have bizarrely been road warriors, so we shall see with that. My Indianapolis Colts with Andrew Luck, they have been on a roll after their 1-5 start. They've won, I think, 10 of their last 11 games now, if you include the playoffs. That's insane. That's crazy. 10 of their last 11 games, they have won. And facing against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. And then you have Drew Brees facing against Nick Foles. That should be an interesting matchup because both of these quarterbacks went to the same high school, Westlake High School, in Texas. And also, we have Jared Goff and the L.A. Rams, the greatest show on surf. I, I borrowed that from a YouTuber, so whoever that YouTuber is, uh, I'll, I'll give you... They, they deserve the credit for coming up with that, not me. I'm just using it because, well, it's really clever, so I'm going to say that. The greatest show on surf, especially with Todd Gurley and also that the defense of the Kasu and Aaron Donald facing against the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. Man, we're going to have some great playoff games next weekend. But anyways, thank you very much for listening to the Be Rolling Over podcast as I'm Nathan Saints. Well, until next time, on the drawing board and on the gridiron. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, I have 20 free other podcast episodes that you can listen to on Anchor, on Podbean, on Breaker, on... I do believe even on iTunes and Google Podcast. If you enjoy making movie reviews, television reviews, and even reacting to trailers, then please get the Stardust app. And please check out my... And please check out Reactinate. That is my... Stardust Profile. So on until next time.